Hello and happy Easter and welcome to the DFS Coach Talk podcast. Today is Sunday, April 12th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined with my original partner in crime here, the duo behind the podcasting beginnings of DFS Coach Talk, and we thought it would be appropriate to combine on this beautiful Easter morning to come to you uh, from DFS Coach Talk. And of course, I'm talking about none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Michael Apatria. How are you, Mike? The intro, Coach. I mean, they uh, they're they're fantastic. The way I've grown <laughs> over over the shows, so I do appreciate. It. I'm doing well, man. It's uh, you know, like you said, Easter morning right now. It's about eleven eleven o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time over here. I got the coffee in the cup. You know, it's pretty much filled to the brim. A few nice. of those deep. And uh, ready, ready to jump on, man. I'm excited to talk about some sports when we don't have sports. So it's it's my it's my escape right now. So really looking forward to it. It is. I you know I, I'm excited for the days when we get back into the rhythm and there's real sports and we you know you and I do our weekend shows and it just it you know we had such a groove going but you know like everybody else in the world uh, it's taken a little bit of a uh, turn in the road here. But as we were talking about pre-show, you know, it is what it is, and we're going to get back from it. I know when you're in the eye of the storm a little bit, it gets a little bit uh, difficult. But, you know, today being Easter is, is a for me, uh, being a, a Christian person, it's a, a very exciting day. And I know it is for you as well, uh, Michael. And, and I'll tell you, it gives you some hope. And, you know, as scary as it is and all the stuff going on, uh, you know, there's no doubt we're going to get through this and it's going to reset, you know, everything a little bit. And, you know, I know it sounds insane, but once once we're through this and we're 100 percent clear and no one's, get, you know, dying from this anymore. I do think there are a lot of things that are going to be different in this world, not just in the United States, but it's specifically in the United States in the fact that, you know, we, you know, I don't want to say we, we needed it, but there was, you know, there are some things here that make sense, you know, as far as resetting uh, the whole culture of how we think, you know, regarding different classes and people with money or without and different races and different uh, skill sets and all these things that, are huge divides to our, to the people of this country and just, you know, dig pretty deep. Uh, talk about the great equalizer, you know, this damn coronavirus doesn't care, you know, if you're a billionaire or a street person and, uh, you know, just the fact that it's, it's created a, we're all in this together and nobody gets a free pass uh, I don't know. It, there's a psychological aspect of it to me. I think that, uh, you know, once we back bounce back and the economy gets going, I really think, Michael, that the psychological piece of it as far as, you know, just how small we actually are and how much we actually need each other and how much, you know, we take for granted. I think a lot of that is going to shift uh, in a positive sense. So, uh certainly wish we didn't have to go through this but for those of there you know listening out there 
uh, that have listened to us, you know, for the last year and a half, specifically Michael and I, you know, uh, we are both approaching this with a, half, a glass half full because, you know, there's no doubt if you have faith and you have focus, uh, you know, you can overcome this, you know, do do right by other people and, uh, you know, come out on the other side, even a better person. And, and maybe it's a better world. Very well put, Coach. Very well put. I think a lot of people, um, you know, should have a nice it's hard to, but you should try to have a positive mindset during this time. I mean, it's it's the it's the best thing that we could do as a community and society to kind of get us through this right now. Um, it's something that, you know, I think you could talk to anybody uh, that's walking the earth right now and they can positively say they've never seen or faced anything like this before. So coming together is, is unity is probably the best way that we have to beat this and the best chance we have. So. I'm with you. Uh, I, I'm doing the little things right now just to kind of keep, uh, you know, keep the family close, keep everybody close to me, uh, healthy and happy the best I can. And I suggest that, you know, we just take a lot of this serious uh, going forward as long as we need to just protect ourselves and protect our families. And eventually it will subside. And like you said, coach, it's going to change the way that we treat things and look at things. And uh, I think rightfully so. So. Uh, pretty pretty excited to you know still have the group of guys that we have here uh, over here at DFS Coach Talk the community that we have uh, just to come out here and just be able to get away from all this and talk sports is it's a wonderful thing. It really is, and and we were so excited this last week. We, as you know, Michael, we we cracked into that top hundred uh, uh, as what were we 88th or 92nd, whatever we were. We cracked the top 100 in fantasy podcast uh, downloads. So uh, I just want to thank all our listeners out there. I know, you know, everybody has a little more time on their hands than normal. And we made the commitment uh, a long time ago to never miss a podcast and just keep on pushing through all of this. And as our daily listeners know, you know, we're not in our minds wasting time with trying to figure out simulations and 2Ks and all the little uh, goofy things going on. We're, we're spending this time disciplined and preparing ourselves in all of basketball, baseball, and football so that when sports start up again, we're going to have all this inside knowledge. We're going to have broken down every team. We're going to look at every statistical aspect of it. We're going to look at trends. Uh, team health as far as guys that are coming back from injury and we've we're you know we're preparing it as there's going to be a final piece of the basketball season and as of now we're preparing uh, that baseball uh, is going to run a regular season even if it's minimized to 100 games so we're doing all of our regular baseball previews and we're preparing to do our NFL like NFL is not going to miss anything so you know, in doing all of those things, we're uncovering our strategies, our process, how we're building those lineups, what sites we're going on, how you build, a, uh, decide what contests uh, that you're in. We're talking GPP and cash. We're also talking bankroll management. Uh, all of those pieces, uh, this is the perfect, perfect time to fine tune them. And so every day we hope our listeners are taking a few notes, you know, getting a, 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 some real good, solid information so that if it does come back, uh, which it will, and all three sports happen to be going right away or close to it, uh, you're not going to be overwhelmed. You're going to have prepared 
with these at least 15 to 17 podcasts uh, that we're doing on each sport and breaking things down. So I think it's going to give us a big edge, Mike, when we come back. And the fact that, you know, we've really, you know, you should have a plan. By the time all this series is over, you should know what site you want to focus on or sites, what type of contest you want to play, how you're going to uh, manage your bankroll. And then you're also going to have a whole layer of information on our process and how you're doing it. And then the informational pieces on all the players. You know, I, I brought up, I don't know if you heard the podcast the other day, but it, it just was so appropriate to why we do what we do and why we feel we have an edge at DFS Coach Talk. And I'm referring to the 2K tournament they had where uh, Aiton was playing against uh, Levine. Did you hear that uh, that podcast, Michael? Um, actually, yes, I did. I've been following uh, the past four or five fairly closely, just because I know that we're gearing up towards uh, this baseball season. So, yeah, um, I, I've been I've been trying to keep my my ears peeled back, listening to you guys. And uh, yes, I did actually hear that one, Coach. Yeah, and and for those that didn't, I just I know I'm mentioning it for like the third time, but it just goes to show you that if you really want to be great at something and you want to dominate and you want to do well at it, you, you can't cut corners. And I know it's boring to, to watch and everything else for some people. I mean, it's okay. But I watched most of that tournament because I wanted to get inside information on the players. And we're going to do this in all three sports with our pros. But if, if for those that didn't hear it, I'll just go real quickly. But Aiden was playing Levine, and they were talking during the game. And I wasn't watching it for the 2k game or anything else i wanted to see what the guys were saying and levine basically had spoken that he had a full court gym and uh, all the workout center and everything right next to his apartment uh you know he had built onto his apartment there uh so he wasn't he said i haven't missed a workout my cardio you know i'm getting all my shots up i'm doing everything like i normally do blah 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 and he asked, which is great for Levine, so you know that's a big star. And then he asked Aiden, and Aiden says, "Well, I've been lifting." And you know, Levine says, "Well, you, what do you mean lifting? You're a big dude already." He said, "I haven't done one single thing of cardio." And it's like, why would you? First of all, why would you admit that as a pro? But you know, here he is, Aiden. You know, crunched down on the the couch there, has done nothing, and uh, you know. What is that going to mean when he comes back? Is he going to, you know, so you put a lot, you just assume, obviously, uh, it's going to take him a little longer. He's not going to be 100%. His minutes might be limited, you know, and he ended up making it all the way to the finals in that tournament and played Booker in the finals. So he's just been in front of the TV playing uh, video games. So, you know, just something that sort of tells you a little bit about Aiton. And to me, you know, I, I felt quite a while that it lowers his ceiling is sort of lowered because obviously he had the 25 game suspension this year and he's just doesn't, you know, he's just not a focused individual yet or immature because he's young. But anyway, I wanted to say that to, to show the level that we go, you know, we're digging deeper and looking for the things that matter. Is it more important that he isn't taken as seriously and has done no court? cardio or is it more important how he shoots threes compared to his percentage in the paint etc etc now stats are important 
and we we do all the analytical studies that everybody else does but we're hand building everything in all three sports and i there's i don't believe there's any of these uh you know the the processes that other people are using in optimizers that gives you those type of pieces of knowledge like i just shared so you know know that we're doing that in all three sports that's why we don't cover uh, 25 sports like the other providers because you know who's we're not going to be an, an expert in water polo or lacrosse or alpine skiing like some of these other guys but we're we're going to give you the the level of our knowledge and our builds that uh is like unlike anybody else so i wanted to touch on that michael because there's a lot of that you know going on in baseball and uh, you know, we're going to have the same identical thing in football. So, you know, if you want to jump in and, you know, be a part of some of these conversations and questions, uh, go to dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, we have uh, memberships, even just little weekly memberships available. If you want to just get in to listen to our pros, talk on Discord, share ideas, get in our fun little side contests, which are a blast. But, you know, it, we're frozen. We froze everybody's membership that night uh, with Rudy Gobert tested positive. So, you, you know, you you get basically however long this takes to we're back, you know, a free pass to be in our Discord and be in there with all our pros and all of our members. So uh, if you need to uh, follow us on Twitter, follow us at DFS Coach Talk. You'll see a lot of our things posted there. A lot of our information, we give uh, tidbits of things there as well, and the contests for our members that we're doing uh, for fun. Uh, but you do win some cool swag and free memberships and stuff like that. Uh, you can reach me directly at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I, and my man at Mike Patria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And we're, we're, you know, it's just all we want to do is help prepare, be a diversion for you of some of the weird stuff going on in the world here and uh, build some unity and get ready to crush it when we come back. So that's where we're at, Mr. Michael Patria. And uh, today we are tasked with a pretty simple one. And that is let's talk a little bit as far as baseball goes, because as our listeners know, we've now transitioned from basketball into baseball we'll be with baseball for about three weeks and then we're going to do the same uh song and dance for football so we're going to talk today about the different rules on specifically FanDuel and DraftKings but we'll also throw in a little bit uh on Yahoo and Fantasy Draft those are the main competitive uh sites that we we recommend so since i've been babbling here forever michael how about i turn it over to you i know you're the draft kings guru and i have a tendency to be a little bit more on the FanDuel side of things so why don't you share your big time baseball draft kings knowledge because i've seen you take down some pretty hefty things there uh and let let our li- uh, listeners know how it works at DraftKings in baseball. Yeah, so I mean, um, that's the site that I've primarily, you know, grew on playing, grew up playing, um, you know, slowly started transitioning to some other sites and getting some play over there as well. But primarily, I, I pick baseball. Um, 
you know, as my in DraftKings as my sole provider for my baseball play. Uh, the major difference and the main thing that you need to know when you're coming into playing uh, DraftKings uh, MLB DFS is the lineup construction. So, uh, you know, you'll see a lot of sites it will be one pitcher. DraftKings actually does a two pitcher site. Um, and you might have heard uh, Andy and I allude to that, you know, and that really bases, you know, the rest of your lineup structure based on that. So and it is also a site where you do need to have a catcher played regardless. Some other sites allow you to play a first baseman there and some don't even do catcher. But it's, right. uh, you know, it's two pitcher, catcher, first base, second base, third base, shortstop and three outfielders. So it's a total of 10 starting players that you need to get formulated. And uh, a lot of the times you're going to see that dictated by your slate selection and games available and how many pitchers you have available. Uh, because if you want to go for a major stack, like if you're looking at L.A. or New York or one of these top teams that you're trying to get a lot of bats in. Or Colorado. Uh, Everybody yeah. stacks Colorado every day. <laughs> yeah, it's, especially if it's a home game for them. Uh, yeah. if, you're, if you're going for one of those scenarios, then you're not going to be able to spend up on two aces. You might be able to get maybe one ace and somebody else a little bit cheaper uh, and vice versa. So you're going to see a lot of your play get dictated that. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you if, if you wanted me to just keep diving right into this, Coach, because the next sure. thing I wanted to just get into was their basic scoring structure. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, you'll see that some other websites do not necessarily, we'll start with pitching, does not necessarily penalize the pitchers as much as DK and, you know, fancy draft per se. Uh, right. Because, you know, on DraftKings, you'll see the pitchers get a little bit more minus points. So a hit against is minus 0.6. Uh, if they walk somebody, it's minus 0.6. If they hit a batter, it's minus 0.6. Mm -hmm. um, and then they also get four points for the win, uh, minus two for every earned run that they allow. Uh, and then plus two for a strikeout. And then they're getting a 2.25 for every inning pitched. So basically what you mean, if you're spending up on a guy, uh, you want to know a few things. You want to know that he has a chance of getting the win. So that's primarily where he's going to get a lot of his points from is that four points from that win if he's able to get it. And you want to know that he's going to be able to pitch along into the game. Um, those are the basic points that you know you can get from a guy just by based on matchup generally. If you know you have a guy out there that is a heavy innings eater going against, let's say, you know, the Orioles or uh, the Tigers or a team like that, he's got a good chance at lasting long into this game and getting wins. And then, you know, based on the pitcher's profile, his strikeout percentages, maybe the type of lineup he's facing in that, and that will give you a good idea of how many strikeouts you may be able to get in this said performance. So that's generally how I look at it when I'm looking at the DraftKings scoring. Obviously, you got to keep in mind it is one of the sites that gives out bonuses as well, a complete yeah. game bonus for 2.5, a no-hit bonus for it gives you 5, and a complete game shutout is 2.5 as well. Those are also... Uh, very hard feats to accomplish. You'll see some of the best aces, aces maybe get a few shutouts, um, you know, complete game shutouts per season at yeah. most. So I don't really use those as predictive indicators on whether or not I'm going with a pitcher. Yeah, not like the old days, dude, man. I remember that the workhorse guys like, you know, through the years, the, the Steve Carlton's and Nolan Ryan's and Roger Clemens. If those guys didn't throw a complete game, it was news, you know, yeah. nowadays it's like, man, you know, there's so much, you know, re middle relievers and setup, man, and, and closer. You just never get to see. I mean, you know, I guess in the back of your mind, if there's a few guys like a Scherzer, maybe, but there's not too many guys that want to bulldog and finish it all out, you know? Yeah, and it takes a special quality in a pitcher to be able to, you know, go complete, you know, nine game shutout and stuff like that. And you got to, you know, the number one thing I look at when I'm looking at pitchers that can do that is they have to have just uh, absolute insane control. 
you yeah. need to be able to use your Minimize control to your be able pitches. to exactly yeah. and place these pitches where you need to to get you through because after you face a guy three you know two or three times through the order they start to see what all your pitches look like they start to see you know you get a rhythm for what you're doing um you know when a guy walks up and somebody's on first or first and third or whatever you, it really limits you from being able to you know selectively throw your breaking ball at certain points so they know what to expect you know what's coming so there's a lot of factors that are coming in where you know having that control and you just don't see so many pitchers have such elite control as some of those guys it's a lot of guys are just relying on their pure stuff nowadays where right. it's absolutely filthy some of the young kids that are coming up here with some of these breaking balls and uh some of those other things that they could do uh but th- that's only going to be able to get you so far and you know unfortunately we see guys and what breaking balls have been doing to a lot of guys elbows over the years and it's it's tough. Um, yeah. So I I wouldn't mind seeing a couple of shutouts. I think we will you know every season you're good to see a few of them. Uh, Verlander's usually up there for probably Verlander if I had to, if, yeah. if I had to but, assume for one guy that had the most in complete game shutouts in the in the MLB right now, my guess would probably be Verlander. Yeah, and you know what though, I'm like you like you alluded to early on. I I've gotten to the point now. Five years ago when I was playing major league baseball, I actually would look at that as a real factor. But it's just evolved. I mean, you know, as you know, the Rays and some teams, they don't even, I mean, they're going to play pitch everybody two, one, two, three innings. But all around the league, I don't even let that affect when I'm making my roster anymore. I don't even anticipate anything for any shutouts, full game, uh, you know, complete game stuff, because it's just too rare. I think you just almost, you know, have to look at it as is with the scoring without some of those specific bonus bonuses because even if it is a Verlander or you know Scherzer or something when you're talking you know two out of what their 35 starts in a year they might get one it just isn't it isn't worth uh you know if it's an extra 800 or a thousand for that pitcher over another pitcher that you like uh I I would still go the other direction just because it's such a such a wild shot to catch something yeah. like that, you know? Yeah, it's not it's not like basketball where you'll hear me say often, like, I, this guy's got, you know, a, no, like a near-miss chance at getting a double-double tonight, you exactly. know? Exactly, and, right. and, you know, those those are a little bit more predictable, stuff like that, than no complete doubt. game shutouts. And, uh, I'll just transition right into hitting. I mean, it's, it's pretty cut and dry when you talk about hitting. Um, every site's going to probably have a little bit of a different platform, but for the most part, it's it's right on the same pace as far as, you know, uh, drafting singles are worth three points, their doubles are worth five, triples are worth eight. So, you'll, you know, you'll see an increment of a two and then three and then a home run is being worth 10. For yeah. every RBI, you get two. For every run scored, two. For every walk, you get two. And then a stolen base is worth five. Uh, you yeah. do not get anything for getting hit by a pitch. Um, you do not get, uh, I don't actually, you may have to help me out with this cause I think they actually changed their scoring system. I don't know if you're aware or if you know, uh, whether or not you lose two points for getting caught stealing or not. I know they've tinkered with that over the years and you do not lose anything for a strikeout. Um, you know, um, the, I believe that you do lose two for caught stealing on, okay. on DraftKings. And that, now I'll just roll that right in there to kind of my process on selecting batters and stuff like that. When I am looking, obviously, you know, we'll just say that, you know, weather, pitcher, stack, you know, matchup, all that does something to account. But I never try to gravitate towards the guys that just steal bases. 
that's not my thing. I don't, I don't like to rely. Steals are one of the most unpredictable stats in oh, in yeah. the league. Um, you'll see guys go from 30 steals to 17 steals. Just look at, you know, you see guys nursing injuries that used to, you know, run a lot more that, you know, a guy like Jose Altuve, for example, uh, used to be notorious for stealing, you know, 30 bags. Uh, yeah. every single season almost. And then, you know, as he gets a little older, knee injuries start to take place. And then they'd rather have this guy healthy for as many games at the plate than have him running around taking chances at, you know, stealing. So I don't ever like to go for those guys like Malik Smith or, uh, you know, there's a couple other guys, I'm sure, you know, Billy Hamilton, a few other guys yeah. like that. Um, yeah. they're, they're, they just don't do it for me. I generally, they're a lot, you know, they're pretty cheap. And maybe if you're looking at a GPP and you're trying to get the, the boom on there, but I think it's way more predictable to predict the guys and have a good plate, uh, a good day at the plate, you know, possibly hit a home run off a certain pitcher uh, than say he's going to steal. I, with that being said, there's been a few catchers over the years who we can, you know, or pitchers, even if you want to bring up like, you know, John Lester, who we know right. yes. doesn't hold a guy on. Uh, exactly. That's a different story. That's that's, yeah. you know, picture perfect matchup. But it's one thing I wanted to talk about. And I, I don't know if you view it the same way or if you kind of, uh, you know, approach it as you'll just take your points, however you can get them. You know, I'd look for the matchup specifically. If if it's a pitcher that really struggles holding runners on and it's a hitter that potentially can steal a lot of bases, it has to be that combination for that to come into play for me. If it's a Billy Hamilton, I almost never, ever, you know, play him because the dude just doesn't get on base that much and he can't hit. So, you know, in this scenario, if he is facing a Lester or somebody that has a horrible percentage of uh, stolen bases against him, or the catchers like one of the bottom three catchers and throwing out runners, it has to be the perfect storm for me to roll with one of those, you know, seven, eight, nine hitters that have speed. Now, yeah, you know, you could get lucky and get a guy with a triple and a couple of steals. But again, you know, when you're if you're shooting for the moon like that with a guy that's batting 167, you know, it's, it's too risky. So uh, I know a lot of people like to throw a speed guy in their lineup, uh, but not me, unless I have that perfect storm of situation where, you know, it's a ballpark where a lot of runs get scored. The guy can't hold people on the catcher's not good at throwing people out. So I think you got to look again, you know, you got to look at all those pieces and think it through before you roster somebody not you know you'll see those i'll tell you optimizers are notorious michael for getting some speed guys or at least one in your lineup all the time because you know a lot of them for example you know like FanDuel where i play most of the time it's six big points that's a lot of points for a steal so you know if the guy does happen to triple and Deuce does steal two bags. You got nine and 12. That's 21 just like that. So I get the lure, but I think the risk a lot of times is not worth it. And yes, you may get that 25 to 28 point game from that speed guy, but it's probably a one in 20 opportunity. So you got to weigh it out and, and see where it goes. But I, you know, again, it's, it's so funny how games evolve, but even five years ago, you would often see I'd have a, like two guys in there with speed because generally you had a lot of guys at the top of the order, like the L2 base, that if they did get a bun single, which he used to do back in the day, and he'd swipe second or even maybe third. But now everything's changed. It's we don't want to make 
and out on the base pass. All these analytics that the managers are looking at is why should I sacrifice these awesome guys hitting behind El Tuve and take a chance of him making an out on the on the base pass when any swing of the bat for the guys hitting in the three spots behind him could could be a two run homer. So, you know, I would say just in the same vein of the complete game shutout scenario, to me, stolen bases are a secondary thought and only in the right uh, position. And that's completely different than it used to be, but that's how the game has evolved, and, and I think that's a smart way to look at it. Yeah, it just, like I said, it's you pretty much talked about it, and we're probably going to talk about it to death at this point. It's just too unpredictable for me. I know when, you know, you can even tell when a guy's in a hot streak batting. Um, you know, if he's hot, he's hot. It's hard to tell when the guy's in a hot streak running. Yeah. Uh, it, a lot of it's <laughs> also, there's other factors that come into play. It's going to be, you know, game scripted as well. If the guy doesn't need to run, they might not make him run. If a guy's not going to not hit a home run, if he's up at the plate, if they don't need a home run, uh, there's yeah. a lot of things that also, you know, coaching, some coaches are a little bit uh, less likely to run. You know, for instance, Gabe Kapler is one guy that yeah. notoriously just doesn't <laughs> let his guys run as often as yeah. they'd like to. So there's a lot of factors that come into it for me. Um, that's just one thing I wanted to touch on. Just uh, it's a little bit different. It's a different approach, I think, than I, I, I take is, you know, take, really take some some points and some weight away from guys that just notoriously only run. I mean, hey, if you're, you know, a guy like Christian Yellick, who's going to go out there, uh, bat at the top of the lineup, you know, go, you know, hit 40, 50 own runs potentially and also steal close to 20 bags. It's a little different. I'll take it as a bonus, but I'm not going to go in there saying I think Christian Yellick is going to steal a bag today. Oh, I don't think can't. that's the right approach. Yeah, it's well, just look too at it. I mean, they play 162 games and he steals 25 bases. That That's the story right there. It doesn't it's not too hard to do that math. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And another thing I wanted to bring up was. Uh, I think if just knowing the order, uh, it seems something very simple. But just knowing that, the, you know, what the batting lineup is going to look like a lot of the times with baseball, it's not the same lineup every day. You'll see different splits. You'll see different different guys play on, you know, off days and somebody's resting on a, on a Sunday on an early game and whatever it may be. But you'll slowly and you'll see some value plays. Sometimes you'll see a guy that's 25 to 2,800 uh just sneak his way into batting like third or fourth or second, whatever it might be, because somebody's right. getting an off day. Uh, there's always some little shells. And obviously, you know, baseball, a lot of the times, uh, it's simply just going to be, like we always say in basketball, uh, minutes equal money. Uh, and no, no the same doubt. thing with baseball, with plate appearances. So, yeah. uh, you know, knowing how many times a guy's going to get up to play, because if you look on DraftKings, he's not getting penalized for striking out. He's not getting penalized for being out. So the only thing a batter could do is accumulate points. So unless he gets caught stealing, uh, I guess so that, that's the other thing. But there's, you know, there's other sites where if you look over on Fantasy Draft where, uh, you, you know, you get minus points for striking out. And, you know, you've you got to take some weight away from certain batters in certain situations. DraftKings uh, is not one of those. No. And, you know, to, to equate that to basketball, because I know that's, you know, this our, our main gig, you and I, Michael. But, you know, I look at it this way. There are some free squares that come available every day. The value plays that you can't pass up. And you just have to suck it up and eat the chalk, you know. And for example, Jamal Crawford sits a game for Denver. Uh, you're going to play Monte Morris. You got to be crazy if you don't. He's going to get 35 to 38 minutes and, uh, you know, be the point guard for a really good team. And he's cheap. Uh, in this scenario, same thing. Let's say it's a, uh, an off day for a player uh, and he's going to sit. And they plug somebody in there, bat, you know, second or fifth that 
Normally he doesn't play and he's super cheap and the guy can hit. Free square, you just take the value and it helps build a strong team with the rest of the guys. So similar, you know, that is the similar uh, piece that connects all the main sports is, you know, do you eat the chalk when it's a really solid player that's the money in minutes equal money deal? And I think you do. I mean, that's just the that's sort of the where you start, I believe, each lineup. If you get a free square or two in any of the sports, don't be afraid to take them. Now, if you have some statistics that show that it's a trap, then you run away from it. But the majority of the time, let's just say, you know, you and I are playing Monte Morris if he's going to play 35 some minutes and be a more minimum price kind of guy. So it's just a given. And you do the same thing. You know, for the guy that's in there for L2V that L2V that day and hitting second for the Astros. I mean, it's just automatic. So I'm with you, man. Now, you, you gave us a good breakdown on uh, DraftKings. Can you make a little mention about their sort of shadowing site uh, of fantasy draft and how that uh, somewhat is very similar? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'll, I'll just kind of uh, go right into batting because that's where I just kind of was talking about them. Uh, the major difference is, you know, they they kind of do the same sort of formula, just different point totals. Uh, DraftKings uh, started off with three for a single. Fantasy Drafts gives you two for a single. Uh, they go up one point rather than two to three for a double, then five for a triple. And then here's the biggest thing is it jumps up to five for or five more for a home run. So you get 10 points for a home run, yeah. five for a triple. So it really gives a little bit more weight to those power hitter guys that, you know, you can expect from uh, two points for in RBI, only one point for a run scored. So hmm. uh, again, it, yeah, you know, so there's, it's there's, a boomer. Uh, it's site yeah, for sure. it, it's definitely, yeah, you're, it's gearing really towards those home run hitting guys. The guys that are going to clear the bases uh, themselves rather than the guys that are going to, you know, maybe get a double uh, and then get knocked in. Uh, double a double in an RBI. If you if you get a double and a run scored on fantasy draft, realistically, it's only four points, uh, as opposed to being the guy that drives him in. You're looking at a total of ten points for the home run, no two points for the RBI, and a point for your. You're looking at thirteen points for the guy that hits the home run. So uh, very yeah. very weighted towards um, the home run guys, and yeah. then you're also getting uh, you know still getting two points for a walk. Uh, you're getting one point for a stolen base. So yeah, fantasy draft is point. if you want to play home run derby, that's that's the place to go. <laughs> that's exactly it. But keep in mind, I did mention this before, you know, a lot of these home run hitting guys, we could talk about them. Uh, yeah. You know, your Chris Davises, your Miguel Sano's, your Joey Gallows. These guys All tend to have, have higher strikeout rates and you do lose points for strikeouts. So, you know. You got to take that into account. Maybe try to tee up these matchups where you can get one of those guys in a picture perfect matchup. Uh, I said it yesterday Nelson Cruz versus a lefty, where you know he's going to have a lot less likely chance to strike out and more of a higher chance of hitting a home run and yeah. capitalizing on those types of guys in those days. Um, and as, as far as pitching, uh, four points for the win, minus two for an earned run. So it's the same thing as DraftKings right there. And two points for a strikeout. That's also the same thing as DraftKings and 2.25 for innings pitch. So they're basically mimicking DraftKings' pitching formula. And the same thing goes for their negatives. It's minus 0.6 for a hit uh, against, minus 0.6 for a walk. And if they hit a batter, it's minus 0.6. And they get similar bonuses, uh, complete game 2.25, complete game shutout 2.25, except for if they throw a no-hitter. You get 10. And if you know the day that the guy's going to throw a no-hitter, please let me know because I, I would, would like say, to set that day and put some money on that. 
and also play the Powerball the same yeah. day. That's for sure. <laughs> so awesome, man. You know, great, great insight. Uh, let me jump right into fantasy draft, and you know, I'm not going to go into Yahoo too much because basically Yahoo somewhat mimics what fantasy draft, uh, what FanDuel does. Uh, however, uh, the pricing is all is really unique. If you never played Yahoo, it's fun. I mean, the pricing is very, very low. They go by like ten dollars up to fifty six, sixty dollars, that kind of thing. So it, the construction is similar, just on a different uh, value for the players. But they use very similar to what I normally play on, which is FanDuel, where the lineup is, uh, which is wonderful, is you don't have to play a catcher, which is one of my favorite things. I hate forcing a shitty catcher in or spending a bunch of money sucked in the damn Gary Sanchez. I cannot tell you how many times that dude has cost me having to spend big bucks because you want to try to get a catcher that can do something, and he offers on you. But anyway, the roster construction at uh, with FanDuel is you get to play either a catcher or first baseman, and then you have a second, a third baseman, a shortstop, three outfielders, and a utility player. So you can play anybody from any position other than pitcher. It's got to be a hitter in that spot. And then the big difference, Michael, really, is it's only one pitcher on FanDuel. And that's the enormous difference uh, with DraftKings with the two pitchers. So, you know, it, it's a different construction. But, you know, I like it because, you know, you can really hone in if you have a real value pitcher that you've been waiting for and you can plug him in, it really allows you to stack up just a, a really good offense. Um, as far as the scoring goes for pitchers, it's uh, minus three for every earned run, but you do get three for every inning pitched. A quality start is four points, and that's a big differentiator or uh, big differentiator. That's a, a quality start is six innings with three earned runs or less. Is that correct, Michael? Isn't that what it is? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I haven't played. It seems like baseball has been so long since it's been around just trying. And that's good. Why? I mean, we're going through all this together and we have to jog our brains and remember, uh, you know, the scoring. But yeah, that that is a key factor that they don't have uh, on uh, DraftKings. Also, you get three for a strikeout, and you get a nice six points for a win, which I, I think is great. I like the, the extra points there. Um, for hitters, three for a single, six for a double, nine for a triple, three for a walk, so counted just like a hit. Um, you do get three for being hit by a pitch. So I love when my guys lean in and take one for the squad, man. I've had that help in late innings when they're trying to get a runner on. makes a big difference. Uh, uh, you get uh, 12 for a homer, which can turn things around pretty quick. 3.2 for a run scored, an important category if you want to win on FanDuel. And uh, 3.5 for an RBI and 6 for a steal. So there's a lot of points. I mean, you've got to score some points to uh, to do well in this uh, in this format uh, from the hitting side. But you can't, uh, you know, it takes it it takes a push. You can't, uh, uh, you know, have a guy too many guys take low scores and expect to win. So 
that's really the basis of how FanDuel uh, lays it out. Again, there's I think there's more of a difference in baseball with the two main sites of FanDuel and DraftKings than there is in the other sports just because of the way their the uh, roster construction is obviously one pitcher versus two and then just the scoring system itself. So, you know, Mike and I have talked about this on many show, many a podcast of you know, don't just blindly make a lineup on one site and throw it in on all the other sites. You have to understand that every site is different. And, uh, you know, you can play the same style of games if you're a GPP or a cash player on each site. But the roster construction has to be thought of differently. Um, you know, a lot of people on DraftKings, almost every day I see it, they'll play a stud pitcher and then they'll play a value pitcher that they hope can help out. Whereas on FanDuel, you got to make the choice. Am I going for the stud pitcher that I think you have to have to cash? Or do I have a value pitcher that can get enough for me that I can load up on the bats? So different strategy, different roster construction, but it makes it a lot of fun because you're almost playing two completely different games uh, with some of the crossover players, but you know it gives you more of a watch and more of a chance if you have a guy that gets, you know, bombed as a pitcher or something, you, you still have a chance with the second pitcher, uh, you know, on uh, DraftKings. So that's that's pretty much how simplistic it is as far as differences of, you know, the sites and what you got to look for to be successful uh, on those sites. I agree. I think we touched on uh, pretty much everything. I mean, it's it's uh, it's pretty cut and dry information. Uh, just a nice way to kind of bring it out there and let you guys know. Uh, you know, maybe if you heard a few things that you noticed, like we said about fancy draft, how it's pretty home run heavy. If that's what you like to do, if so you just like to look for the home run hitters, go play there. You got it, man. And uh, you know, any questions or anything like that, send them to us. You know, we're touching on stuff, but you may have some questions that. Uh, we didn't cover or on any any of these podcasts, you know, we're going to answer those and include those on future podcasts. And we will at some point do some live po uh, pods. Uh, we're going to do uh, some special guests. we got all kinds of fun things coming up. But the one thing you do know is you can listen to DFS Coach Talk 70, seven days a week everywhere podcasts can be found. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, and YouTube, just to name a few. And we would ask, when everybody has a few extra minutes in these times, that you would take those extra minutes to give us a quick rate, review, or subscribe. Uh, we do have a monthly contest for anybody that puts a five-star review and a comment on iTunes. We do that the first Sunday of every month uh, for a one-month membership free and uh you know the thumbs up on youtube uh help a lot and you know my biggest advice is subscribe you know hit that little bell on youtube so as soon as we post one of our podcasts you're giving uh giving uh, the information hey it's up it's live let's go uh so you don't have to search around for it so that's something that uh you know, if you're getting things organized in life now with the extra time, this is one of those things. Fine tune your your uh, DFS entire way you look at things and listen to things and 
and prepare for things so that when all the craziness of, you know, all the sports flood back, uh, you've got a plan and you're ready to roll. Um, we also don't want to do a pod without mentioning uh, our favorite charity, and that's mambaon3.org. That's M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. A fantastic charity uh, in times where they, they definitely can use it uh, during this COVID battle. So uh, that's really it, my man. A pretty simplistic show for a, a beautiful Easter and just hopefully a message of hope and looking to the future uh, is really just tenfold today for, for everybody out there. So I'm excited, man. I love our team at DFS Coach Talk. Uh, I'm thankful for every one of them and specifically you, Michael. I never, you know, usually give you a hard time all the time, which is one of the top 10 things uh, you sort of like I, I've done for years with my little brother it's just natural, you know, it's fun and it needs to happen. But uh, in all seriousness, though, I appreciate you and, and you know, the transition that, that you and I made sort of together, uh, you know, really in we've talked about it for a year plus of trying to get out there and get something going that was different and special and that could really make an impact as a DFS provider and, uh you know, the Kobe situation motivated us to to get on the phone and say, you know, we need to do this. We have something to say, and we think it's uh, something that people will enjoy, and it will help people to build some good bankrolls and enjoy sports, which are, to me, still the greatest distraction and fun that brings people together and something that is just drives people to, you know, for a better quality of life. And it's never been more apparent than when we've had this all taken away from us right now on just what an incredible role uh, sports plays in most of our lives. And, uh, you know, we love being part of that. And I really want to thank you for giving me the confidence to uh, take this leap as well and get out there because your knowledge in sports and your experience in podcasting uh, really brings the DFS Coach Talk team together. So this might be a, a one time you want to take this information because it's not attached with a, a shot at you, believe it or not, and celebrate the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's I know it's a glorious day right there, and I do appreciate it, man. It means a lot to me. Uh, you know, there's not another guy that I would go out here and just do this venture with. So I think it says a lot about, you know, our group, uh, the guys that we surround ourselves with, and you yourself. Uh, for the you know the small amounts of success that we've had so far and I, I expect it to continue to grow and it's a big thank you to all of our listeners out there there's you know there's a reason why we get up every day and we look forward to doing these things and a lot of it's because we know we got some pretty good people on the other end listening to it so uh, thank you guys I, and thank you coach man uh, you're a great dude man you're a great dude and uh, you won't hear me say that often well uh, and I should come with a zinger but uh, you know, I heard a few shows. I've, I've been hearing the the sides the side zingers here and there. So, but we'll let it we'll let it go. We'll we'll come back hard next time, and I'll have a nice one lined up for you. Well, you do know that I I do the editing of these shows before they go out. So my good stuff saying about you is going to be edited, and your good stuff saying about me, I'll keep in there. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I wouldn't do that to you, man. <laughs> I just had a throw. I couldn't. I, I just couldn't resist. I, it's it just. 
and you know uncontrollable urge to 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 crush it you know what are you gonna do but uh awesome man awesome all right any final words my man yeah i think that's it well said all right buddy we'll enjoy it out there enjoy this baseball set of podcasts we're going to be doing uh again you know after that we'll do football and then we'll circle back and hopefully get basketball rolling again as well so we want to thank you all for joining us for this special dfs coach talk easter edition for my fellow nba pros i gotta say nba first because that's our core mike and andrew and our major league baseball pro andy and our nfl pro mr hansen i am coach we will catch you again tomorrow as we look to prepare to crush it in the nba mlb and nfl let's catch it tomorrow and crush it have a great one guys (laughs) 